You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We're here in Cleveland, and we have done an episode all about top attractions while you're here in Cleveland, which you absolutely need to do while you're here. But one thing you got to do that we usually stick in as a segment called You Gotta Eat. The problem with Cleveland is you got to eat all the time. The food here is absolutely amazing. We've gone to markets. We've gone to restaurants. We're going to be talking about all those during the show today, some of the Cleveland staples while you're here. Yeah, we've got an entire other episode talking about the top attractions in Cleveland, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Art Museum, and those kinds of things. But we did want to devote an episode to just food. Coming up today, we're going to be talking about pierogies. Pierogies in a butter jacuzzi. So we went to Sokolowski's, which is a very famous Polish place here, been around for nearly a hundred years. We're going to have an interview coming up with them. We're also going to have an interview with Red the Steakhouse, which is another Cleveland staple. Yes, and we also went to the West Side Market, which is a famous traditional market. One of the things that's unique about that market is that there's no crafts, no shirts for sale, no other vendors. We're just talking about straight food, people that have been there for generations, amazing bakeries, people from the Food Channel stop by to pick up things like beef jerky. It's it's amazing uh, market. We had a great time eating our way through the market. And of course, that's also the epicenter for the brewery scene here in Cleveland. Yeah, we also have an interview coming up with Market Gate Brewery, one of the breweries there. Before we do all that, though, we're first going to do hot topics in travel coming up. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Check us out at our website, travelbrigade.com, or you can check us out at Twitter or Instagram, hashtag Travel Brigade or at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin here in Cleveland, or should I say eating our way through Cleveland in this week's episode. We've got a lot of great interviews. We're going to be going around this great city, trying some of the local delicacies, checking out the brewery scene, checking out the market scene, checking out some really great restaurants. But first, we have hot topics. This week I found something in the Washington Post's travel section. They do a weekly people can ask questions of the travel experts. And what I found interesting about this, they had their most frequently asked questions. Some things can be readily defined and there is an objective answer. For example, what can I take on the plane, you know, in terms of getting things through security, things like that. Like explosives? Like you cannot take explosives on the plane. But there are other things where the answer is it depends. And people ask us things about travel all the time, and we're sort of like, well, it depends. What are you looking for in your travel experience? I found one of the top questions they get are all-inclusive vacations worth it. That's where you go somewhere and everything's in one price. I guess it does depend. Yeah, and they give the example, if you're somebody traveling with three kids and you're kind of on a budget, yeah, you want to know exactly how much your trip is going to cost. I know Jeff does. Her thing <laughs> But maybe you're somebody, just a couple traveling on your own or somebody just traveling alone and you just kind of want to get out and explore things. I was going to say, too, you know, one thing about the all-inclusives is that you want to know what you're getting. I mean, I know, like for an example, if you won't drink Smirnoff vodka, (laughs) 
and you are constantly needing a shelf brand, you're going to be paying extra for that all the time. So it's not always maybe in your head what you think it might be. Yeah, no, there are always variations, but I do sort of like, like one of the things I like when we go on a cruise is I've got a pretty good idea in my head, like, okay, 90% of our trip is paid for already. Well, until Jeff hits the bar, and then we have a whole nother cruise to pay for. But no, I, I do know what you're saying is at least you have the bulk of it prepaid. But again, there are people who like to sort of go on adventures and they don't want to know what's going to be there and they don't want to have everything set up. They want to go find it themselves. So there are so many different ways to travel that it's, often hard to just say, oh, do it this way. That's very true because even when Jeff and I travel, sometimes we have our own little itineraries going on because we want to do things slightly different. And so we can only imagine taking that into the travel world, how that works. One thing we do know what we want to do on this trip is do a lot of great eating. We're here in Cleveland with so many great options. We have been eating. There is no doubt about that. We're going to be talking a lot about eating through this whole episode. Food, eating, breweries, staple food here in Cleveland, all of that coming up. Our first interview, all I can say is a jacuzzi bath and butter with some pierogies. If you don't know what I'm talking about, turn on the Food Channel. Apparently, they've been on the Food Channel at least 12 or 13 times. People like Anthony Bourdain have eaten there, Jimmy Fallon, lots of many, many, many people, many people from the Cleveland Browns, from the Cleveland Indians. You do not come to Cleveland and don't go to Sokolowski's. Yeah, coming up, we've got an interview with Sokolowski's, and stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Check us out at TravelBrigade.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you gotta eat. Next up, you gotta eat. Mmm, good. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We're here in Cleveland, and we did a couple of episodes here, one on top attractions. And I guess this next stop could actually be a top attraction, but it also it's part of our foodie section of Cleveland where we're going around. It's been really hard trying different things around the city. The one place, no matter whether you're looking for a food cart or a fine steakhouse, no matter what we ask people, they always pointed us to this one place here in town. We're here at Sokolowski's. This place has been here for 92 years. The current owners are the grandchildren of the original owners, and it's gone from generation to generation to generation because it is so great. We're here talking with Mike Sokolowski. Mike, what has made this place stick around for 92 years? I think um, we were able to have a great location. We're close to downtown Cleveland. It's easy access from the suburbs, uh, from the city, and we've been a unique eatery in that we serve cafeteria style, which is something that's no longer really seen much in, in the restaurant business. And of course, you know, we try to keep our quality of food way up there and, 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 and price it out at a reasonable cost. Okay, so I see the big vat of pierogi, which is where we're going to hit as soon as we get done. My mouth is already watering. I know that's one of the things that you're most famous for is the pierogi. And for those who may be listening that don't know what that is, tell us a little bit about what that is and then maybe some of the other things on the menu that are really uh, popular items. Basically, I think the easiest way to tell someone what a pierogi is, is that it's a Polish ravioli. It's, uh, everyone knows what a ravioli is. So it's just basically two pe- uh, a piece of dough that we fold over and stuff. And you could put any kind of fillings in there. I mean, there's countless fillings. A lot of Poles put in fruit, you know, plum, uh, prune, 
cherries, but uh, the most popular one and the one that we serve here is a potato and a cheddar. And there's uh, cheeses, there's mushroom pierogies, there's, you know, you use your imagination and, and run wild with it. And we can see that it's, it's seeped in butter. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. We uh, like to call that a butter jacuzzi. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It looks good. Now tell us about some other uh, uh, items on the menu. We have a Salisbury steak that we've been serving now for over um, 50 years. My mom used to always joke that put three of us through college, you know, <laughs> serving that over the years. So that's on the menu every day. We have four things that are on the menu every day, and that's the bratwurst, smoked kielbasa, the pierogies, and the Salisbury steak. And then, uh, of course, a uh, another staple of very popular uh, dishes, the stuffed cabbages. And we have that 80% of the week. There's a couple days we won't have it where we run out, but we make those on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and, and my brother and I make them. So, and we probably make 500 a week. So, and we, we get rid of them every week. They're gone. So that's a popular dish. I was going to say as well, um, we noticed that some of the Eastern European side salads, like the cucumber salad and the beets, that's also a staple in the Polish food. Yes, it is. We are serving a uh, church festival coming up here at, the, at Labor Day weekend at St. John Cantius, which is a Polish. And we, we go through a ton of the beet salads there and the cucumber. Those are staple side dishes for the Eastern European, the Ukrainian, Polish. So we've been serving that salad for many, many years. And, and then we also make a borscht soup, you know, the red beet soup. We'll make that too five, six times a year, mainly during the holidays, Easter and Christmas. Beyond the food, what I'm really loving about this place is getting a whole sense of Cleveland history, just sitting here looking at all the photos on the walls. Seems like just about everybody who's ever played for the Browns or the Indians has been here. A lot of VIPs have stopped by. The crowd here is people who have it looks like they've been coming here for a long time and know exactly what they want. So there's a real sense of history here. There is. I mean, we, we've had customers that have, we had a dear customer pass away on us just this past year, but he was eating here since the early 50s. So, but we have seen people eat here and their kids have, you know, have eaten here and then their kids' kids have eaten here. So we're, we're working on three, three and four generations of, of customers and patrons and we're very lucky when it comes to that. We've had a, a very, very loyal following. Speaking of loyal following, it's really hard to hit the food channel or the travel channel when they're talking about Cleveland and not mentioning your restaurant. Talk a little bit about maybe some of the highlights of some of the people that come here that make that stop. Well, the, probably the last big wig that was here was Jimmy Fallon. He came in November of uh, 2013. He was in town uh, promoting the Tonight Show. He was officially announced, but he didn't start yet. So he was making the tours throughout the big cities promoting that. And the people, folks over at NBC, local NBC, directed him here because they come here to eat the newscasters. And so that was really neat to have him pop in. And we've had, uh, you know, Anthony Bourdain, when they shot a show out of Cleveland, he came down and, and visited on a Saturday. And that was awesome to meet him. And, and we've had Michael Simon. We've been on the Food Network many, many times over the years, like 12, 13 separate times with Rachel Ray, Michael Simon, and uh, Bobby Flay. And uh, so that's been, like, awesome. Great publicity. So, yeah, I mean, just that caliber of people that tells you they cannot be wrong. So you definitely have to make a stop here when you come to Cleveland. We will put contact information um, on our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. You can also check out some of our tweets and Instagrams. We're going to be dining in just a moment. You can check that out at Instagram and Twitter at Travel Brigade. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening 
to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin here in Cleveland. I'm still tasting pierogies in my mouth. I still want stuffed cabbage. I still want Salisbury steak. The sad thing when we have to leave here is that we won't have access to Sokolowski's. That could really be a problem for me. However, we did try some other really fun places while we were here. Yeah, one of them was Happy Dog, and this is a place, it's hot dog centric. It's all about the hot dogs, but there are 50 different toppings you can place on your hot dogs. You can get hot dogs with cream cheese and sauerkraut. You can get hot dogs with peanut butter. You can get hot dogs with mac and cheese on top. With fruit loops, barbecue beans, over 50 toppings. Yeah, and then they also have fries and tater tots that you can put those on and also a lot of fun different dipping sauces. So it's a whole adventure in the hot dog and fries. And what's interesting, too, is that their hot dogs are made especially for them. They're local ingredients. Everything is local. The buns are local. So let me tell you what I had on my hot dog. I actually had uh, the bourbon barbecue beans. I had bacon and I had a pickle. Then on my tots, I had order the tater tots. They're really uh, famous there for their tater tots. I got sloppy joe and cheddar cheese. Yeah, I had cream cheese and sauerkraut on my hot dog and then tried a bunch of different dipping sauces for my fries. So it was a fun experience. And then after that, we went just down the street to Sweet Moses Ice Cream. And boy, was it sweet. I had the um, salted caramel ice cream sundae. It was amazing. It's this old-fashioned ice cream shop. And not only do they just use some of the old-fashioned things for decoration, but they actually use them in day-to-day production of making the ice cream, but like an old-fashioned soda fountain. We had homemade soda there as well, and that was really interesting. They make a homemade root beer, homemade Coke homemade different things like that and there was a huge line out the door it was great yeah you always know a place is good when there's a line out the door you know on a wednesday night at eight o'clock so that was a really great place a couple of other places that came highly recommended were bonbon cafe for breakfast yep they've been all over the food network and then a place called lola which is kind of in the fourth street area we talk about in our episode on cleveland top attractions that comes highly recommended and it's just around the corner from our upcoming interview here with Red the Steakhouse. We did this interview at Red's. It was really difficult because the food was so delicious and we were trying to decide what to get. And I mean, the steak melted in our mouth like butter. The sides were amazing. I'm a side person. There must have been 12 different sides. Absolutely amazing steakhouse and a staple of Cleveland. That interview coming up next. Again, we will have information for all these places we've visited at our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. And you can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade. We will We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Grade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. Again, we're here in Cleveland. This is our foodie eating show, which is always a really painful, painful episode for us to do as we just eat our way through a city. We've had amazing food with breweries. We've had hometown cooking. And now we are going to one of Cleveland's staples, 
Red, the steakhouse. Yeah, this is a Cleveland original, and they're known for their great steaks, their great ribeyes. It's one of those classic steakhouses, and they really do it upright. We have Chef Michael Tolosa here with us. Michael, tell us what makes Red such a distinctive Cleveland original. We take the classic steakhouse and put a modern twist on it. Our core ideals are basically simple. Keep it simple, but also keep the ingredients to the highest standards that you can possibly get. That's basically where we are, and it's the Midwest. It's a meat and potatoes town. Our owners and our chefs are very much in tune with that philosophy. It's amazing. Um, looking at the menu, one thing that I've noticed, and we've been to a few steakhouses in our time, but what's interesting is is not only do they have some, it looks like amazing steaks. We've got ribeyes. We've got a porterhouse, which, you know, Jeff can eat three of those on his own in a good mood, but just the variety of seafood as well and, and some different things that you have on there like veal. Tell us some of the highlights of the menu. Let's start with maybe some of the main entrees that are just really, really popular. Outside of steaks, I mean, you cannot go wrong with our seafood. Our shrimp Dijon, which is kind of like a nine to ten pieces of shrimp, over a pound of shrimp basically, smothered in a mustard butter sauce. We go big with everything, even our pastas. We have the meatballs. That it's a signature recipe. It's 12 ounces of meatballs, just the meatballs. You throw in the pasta. We weighed a plate one day, and it ended up being about three pounds of food. I mean, everybody orders a meatball pasta, and it's something they take home and eat for the next two days. But again, we're not trying to overwhelm people with quantity. We're trying to overwhelm people with the quality as well. And um, also on the toppings, I noticed you have toppings as well as sauces. So talk about maybe some of the popular ones there to put on a steak. People love blue cheese and steak. Blue cheese and red meat's a very classic combination. The Oscar, which is three ounces, three to four ounces of red king crab with asparagus and bernays. Those are all very classic steakhouse staples. Yeah, I mean, we just get the quality ingredients to make sure that we do it well. What else do we have? Garlic for people who don't want to kiss their partner at night. We have that as well. And I am a side person, and I noticed not three sides, not four sides, not six sides, but it looks like you have somewhere between 12 and 16 sides available. Yes, and, you know, we also do a lot of seasonal, so we do change the menu depending on the season. So during the summer, obviously, we'll have cream corn and snap peas. During the fall and winter, we go more into sweet potatoes, uh, a sweet potato puree with marshmallows, and we do Brussels sprouts. That's where I get to be creative, and I get to let my line cooks be creative and just have fun with the product that's locally sourced. And um, it's not year-round. It makes it special because it is seasonal. What do you think it is about Red that has made it such a staple for such a long time, like an institution here in the city of Cleveland and in the surrounding area? What is it that has made the you know made it sustain itself for so long and caused it to be so unique? Two things: quality, quality, quality. We do not skimp on anything. We try to get the best that we can or the best that there is. Our guests services. I mean, we will bend over backwards to make everybody have an experience, a, a positive, wonderful experience. And we have instances where that doesn't happen. We make sure that they come back, give us a second try, and we make it worth their while the second time. We look after people and we care about everybody's dining experience. It's supposed to be an experience, and a lot of people forget that, and that's what we want to do. Since I've got a chef here, I've got to ask this. If I'm getting a ribeye, medium rare, medium, what's the best way to do it? I'm a mid-rare guy myself. I like the rare the better, honestly. I, I, I'll occasionally order black and blues 
or, uh, you know, Pittsburgh. But I will say that a mid-rare, when cooked perfectly and perfectly rested, is perfectly tender, juicy, and it's sublime. It really is. And you can get that with medium, I guess, but uh, I guess I'm a little biased. <laughs> Isn't that kind of like ordering ketchup, you know? <laughs> we promise we won't order anything medium or well done. We will we will heed to your advice. And we will, of course, for this episode, we will have all the contacts of all the places we've been eating here in Cleveland on our hot sheet. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. You can also check us out at Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in Cleveland eating our way through the city. We've been having an amazing time here. One of the things I wanted to talk about, because I went in, if you're here and you're coming to Cleveland, you may want to know this. There's quite a few uh, local coffee shops. Of course, you know, we always recommend staying away from the Starbucks and the McDonald's when you come to town and try all the things that are local. But one thing that I tried to order was a cold brew, and that's a cold drip coffee. And I got here and someone said to me, you mean a toddy? To me, I think about a hot toddy, right? Which is an alcohol drink. And I was kind of like a toddy and they you, and they said, you know, where it's cold, drip it for 24 hours. I'm like, yeah, like a cold brew. And it was really interesting because then I went to another place and on the menu it said iced toddy. And I was like, now I know what I want. If you're looking for a cold brew, it's actually a cold, slow drip iced espresso. And that's what I was getting. So I wanted to kind of let people know that because when you come here, I don't know if it's a Cleveland thing or a Midwest thing, but I'd never heard the word toddy before used in a coffee drink. Yeah, and it's not just an iced coffee, it's an iced espresso. Amazing, iced espresso. Very good. And we will, of course, for this episode, we will have all the contacts of all the places we've been eating here in Cleveland on our hot sheet. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. You can also check us out at Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. Travel Brigade, tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin, and we are here in Cleveland. And, of course, we're running around doing activities, but one of our favorite activities is to eat. And so we were told that we could not take a visit to Cleveland without stopping by the West Side Market. And we are here, as you can hear, the hustle and the bustle in the background. We have vendors at their booths. We see food. And, honestly, I'm going to be pulling my wallet out in just a moment, and I'm going to be purchasing several items I can see straight here from up on the balcony. I think it's going to take me the better part of the morning just to work through the bakeries, and then maybe we'll move on to the produce. And I'm wishing right now that we had a grill in our hotel room because I have seen so many things where I think, oh, man, I would love to throw that on a grill and taste it. This is an incredible place, pierogies all the Midwestern things that you typically think of are here, plus a lot of great local foods. I was going to say, I can already just see this. The only one improvement that I would make thus far to this area is to have a couple of hot grills outside the entrances. <laughs> you could just sort of grab your meat or your fresh corn and throw it on the grill and have it nice and hot. Although there are many vendors here, there are plenty of vendors that obviously are purchasing things that you would do at home, but there's plenty of pickup food ready to go. I see uh, lots of hot food here as well. Yeah, it'll probably take us a good part of the 
the morning to suffer through and try everything from every vendor. And so why we're here uh, at the market, we wanted to talk a little bit about the history of the market and some of the vendors, why we're here. Yeah, here to tell us more about it is Zoe Adams. She works with Ohio City Incorporated. We're in the Ohio City area of Cleveland right now. Zoe, tell us a little bit about the history of this and how it's sort of been a constant here in Cleveland. So West Bay Market opened in 1912, so it's getting ready to celebrate its 103rd birthday. It used to be one of three public markets in the city of Cleveland, and it is the only one that's still open. I think it has a good chance to be open for another 100 years, but it's really special because it has been continually open and running for 100 years. It's unique because a lot of public markets around the U.S. have really started to sell, you know, arts and crafts and stuff, but the West Side Market is really interesting and special because it is the same as it was 100 years ago. It is a, a, a grocery store. It is where people in the community come to shop and, and to buy food. Who needs arts and crafts? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that I'm all about the food and the produce myself. Now I know this is gonna be a difficult question because I know that you shop here personally at the market. What are some of your favorite stops? Picking amongst your favorite children here. I knew that question was coming, and I oh, and you'd think I'd have an answer by now. One of my favorite things about the market is that I have you know relationships with my favorite vendors. Um, they've helped me become a better cook. They've helped me pick out things uh, that I wouldn't maybe normally pick out. I really like the pork chop shop. Um, if I'm cooking, they do a lot of their own meats and a different variety. They have a different a lot of different varieties. I really like Anne Marie's Dairy. I think she has an interesting selection. If I were recommending things to travelers, you know, if you don't have a grill in your hotel room, I might recommend grabbing a crepe from Crepe Selects. I might recommend the best falafel in town from Maha's Falafel. And Chukrai's Meats has the best jerky in Cleveland, and that is according to Michael Simon himself. Yeah, I was actually just passing by that jerky, and it does not look like the jerky that you get from the store. It looks thick and really, really delicious, so we're definitely going going back there. Uh, we definitely know this is a stop here in the Ohio City area of Cleveland. And tell us a little bit also about some of the other surrounding area here and some of the restaurants and breweries that are around. In in Ohio City, you are not going to leave hungry. This neighborhood has a lot of really great spots to either stop for lunch, to grab dinner, or grab a drink around around the neighborhood. Uh, we're lucky to have a lot of really some of Cleveland's best chefs. There's Crop Bistro, which is located in the United Bank building. So it has, you know, you can have a private party in the bank vault, which is really uh, unique and special in a nod to Cleveland's history. Town Hall, if you're looking for a trendy sort of healthy lunch, their claim to fame is that they um, have things that are organic, local, GMO-free. There's always, you know, you're always going to find a lot of people there. That is sort of in the market district right around the West Side Market. But in the interior of the neighborhood um, in Ohio City, uh, you can find find Momocho, Chef Eric Williams' restaurant um, is a really popular spot, which I wouldn't recommend missing if you were from out of town. Their Le Petit Triangle is an adorable French cafe um, located in the inside of the neighborhood. You know, you can really find... Ohio City is cool because you can really find what you're looking for. There is something for everyone. If you're a local that just wants a quick breakfast, the West Side Market Cafe, or if you're somebody from out of town who is looking for something special. And that's great. So while uh, people are traveling and planning their travel, is there a 
website or information that people can get not only on Ohio City but also the market? Yeah, we um, have a great resource at ohiocity.org. You can find a full listing of everything that Ohio City has to offer, whether it's events and happenings or a neighborhood guide if you're looking for planning your trip. And you can also find information generally about the neighborhood. You can also find more about the Westside Market at westsidemarket.org. Great. We will be eating our way through this episode and enjoying ourselves. So we will be right back. And again, um, you can also check out all this information, websites, and links on our hot sheet for today's show at travelbrigade.com. And you can also find pictures and such on our Twitter and Instagram account at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We are here at Market Garden Brewery. We just came to you over from the West Side Market. We just walked right around the corner, not even 50 yards, and came to Market Garden Brewery where we've been trying some amazing beers. I've had beers with a smoky taste. I've had beers with a coffee taste. We've had some great Kolsch, which is one of our favorites, and that's just like barely the tip of the iceberg. It's always great doing an interview after you've had a few beers. So um, if I'm gulping as we do this, you'll you'll kind of know why I'm going to keep passing the mic to Jeff for that reason. And we're here talking with Sam McNulty, the owner here. And Sam, tell us a little bit about how many brews do you typically have on tap here that you guys produce yourselves? So we brew here at Market Garden Brewery about a dozen beers at any given point. But over the four years we've been open, we've done close to 80 different styles. Uh, so we're always experimenting with new styles, new interpretations, uh, and at any moment you can find at least a dozen. And I know you guys have, have won some awards and gotten notice from GQ and things. What have been some of the ones that have really gained you guys some notice? You know, the biggest award that I can say is our guests love our beer. Clevelanders come from all over and drink it here at Market Garden. So to me, that's the highest praise we can get. But beyond that, yeah, GQ Magazine said our brown ale uh, is the best brown ale they've ever tasted, period. Uh, so that was very high praise. Um, we've gotten praise from the Food Network, Travel Channel, uh, local newspapers, USA Today, uh, Wall Street Journal. So the, the, pr- the praise has come from all over the place. But I do think the folks that come in here every day and enjoy the beers, those are the folks that we want to uh, really talk to. And I noticed your menu says drink local. We've got that taken care of. It also says eat seasonal. Tell us about that. Uh, well, I think it's, it's this whole the story that so much of the country's telling and, and talking about and you know folks in the food world and the brewing world are really getting behind is we're healthier happier and tastier if we drink fresh beer from a local brew pub uh, or brewery and eat seasonal food in our case we get a lot of ours from the ohio city farm which is literally a block away uh, it's the largest contiguous urban farm in the country it's gorgeous right in the middle of this dense urban neighborhood and our produce gets walked over spring summer and fall by the actual farmers there's no, no, it's a zero carbon footprint. Like it literally gets harvested and walked into our kitchens. It makes the chef's jobs that much easier because the food's delicious. The produce, the fruits, the vegetables, herbs, and, and salad greens are delicious to begin with. They just add, have to add a little twist to them, and the dish is amazing. You guys are in a great location here in Ohio City right next to the market. That It's kind of a fun place to make a day of. Very much so. I mean, the West Side Market next door is kind of the center of gravity for this Ohio City neighborhood, hence the name Market Garden Brewery, where the garden, the beer garden next to the West Side Market. Uh, and we also, speaking of local food, we do a lot of our uh, grocery shopping, both personally and professionally, next door at the West Side Market. 
and it's definitely a lot of fun. There's also a handful of breweries all within a walking distance. We've got Great Lakes across the street, uh, our sister brew pub, Nano Brew, just down the block, uh, Platform Brewery up the road. Uh, soon we'll add Hansa Brewery, a Slovenian-style brewery, Forest City Brewery. Just recently, Brick and Barrel Brewery opened up their brewery and winery. So that's, that's a, a new thing to Cleveland, having an urban winery. So there's definitely a lot going on, and we're the epicenter of the craft beer scene in Northeast Ohio right here in this neighborhood. So it's definitely a good time. Yeah, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk a little bit about is just the neighborhood itself, Ohio City, the revitalization and all of this going on. It kind of just not just the brewery, but the market, just the whole atmosphere just seems to be kind of like this fun, hip atmosphere. Yes, it's, a, it's an exciting time to be here. I, I've lived on the street for almost 12 years and have watched as the neighborhood has really taken off from being a quiet, largely boarded up neighborhood to this vibrant, robust, really exciting place with everything from coffee shops to cafes, diners, restaurants, bars, breweries, art galleries, boutiques, you name it. So it's really a very holistic and very exciting neighborhood. Yeah, we were told if we came to this corner, we would not leave hungry. So that's kind of where we're going with. You won't leave thirsty either. (laughs) I can promise you that. Great. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. Of course, on today's uh, hot sheet for the show, we will have links to the brewery, to the marketplace, to all the places that we're going around town. And you can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. We will be right back. What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are coming to the close, unfortunately, for our eating here in Cleveland. It's been amazing, but I don't know if we could keep this pace up after uh, (laughs) doing what we've been doing the last few days. Yeah, there's been a lot of fun things, and we've also combined it with a lot of fun activities, and you can find out more about those, like going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or going to the Cleveland Museum of Art in our Top Attractions episode. Check that out. But for right now, we're going to pick our top three experiences, and it's going to be hard. She said goes first. I'm going to go with the old-fashioned fun soda fountain at Sweet Moses. It is a classic Cleveland staple, everything, again, homemade sauces, homemade ice cream. You're not getting some store-bought ice cream. I'm going to recommend the salted caramel. Really, really good with the homemade fudge. Everything is delicious, but it's not just delicious. It's really fun to go in there. People are waiting in line. It's an old-fashioned soda fountain. Very fun place. Definitely put it on your list of things to do when you come here to Cleveland. I'm going to go just a few blocks down the street from that and go with Happy Dog, and it's a fun place. It's got a great vibe about it, and you go in, and just about anything you can think of to put on a hot dog, they've got it. Got to try it. I feel like I need to go back just for the peanut butter and fruit loops version and i tried one of the mini me's tried to do that but they decided the mac and cheese which was a good staple to put on that gosh my number two is going to be the market i have been to a lot of markets in uh, my time barcelona and cork there's been a lot of markets and this is a great market and i think one of the things that does stand out is it literally is just food but you will see things like family bakeries you will see uh, mexican food you will see pierogies you will see meat vendors that have been there for a very long time and people that are just knowing where to shop and and do their local grocery shopping right there. I would love to have a market like this near our home to be able to pick up our stuff, our our weekly grocery shopping. It would be absolutely amazing. So when you do come here, definitely come hungry and eat your way through the market. And if you are seeing a place where you can throw something on the grill, you know, grab one of the pork chops or something there. It looks absolutely delicious. 
My number two was a beer that I tried at Market Gate Brewery. I hope I'm remembering it right. It was called a Smoky Summer Ale. Just smelling it and just tasting it, you could taste the smoky flavor, and it was something really unique that I really enjoyed. So I'm going to go to my number one. It's not going to surprise anybody who's heard me talk and talk about Sokolowski's, why I've been here. Definitely there's a reason that every place on the food channel and the travel channel stops there is because it's amazing. It is an old-school cafeteria style. They mostly just serve lunch. They do do dinner a couple times a week or an afternoon meal. You have to go when it's open, so you want to make sure that you look up those hours because they are fairly limited. They uh, make amazing food. We couldn't decide, so we kind of did the whole sample platter, got everything from the stuffed cabbage to the Salisbury steak to the amazing pierogies that literally are in a butter bath or a jacuzzi bath, as Mike says there. Everything there was absolutely amazing. The potato pancakes, they literally have staff that have been there for just decades and decades. Some of them that still just speak Polish, that are from Poland. It's absolutely amazing. The food is very authentic. Cucumber salad and everything. And I'm going to say this, if you're going to go there and order a sandwich and a burger, don't go. I mean, they look good, but you're missing out on the main staple, which is the Eastern European food. I mean, the Polish food. We laughed at a few people sitting next to us that were ordering sandwiches and burgers and we're like, people, people, move on to the good stuff. (laughs) So that's my recommendation and also my top one for eating here at Sokolowski's. A great time. May have to come back to Cleveland just for a dip there. My number one was Red the Steakhouse. When you get a really great piece of ribeye and then you get a really great expert cooking it, the result is it just melts in your mouth and it's one of the great dining experiences. And then on top of that, they had you know great sides, great wine lists, everything you need in a great steakhouse. Yeah, we started off with a shrimp appetizer, and these shrimp were just ginormous. The flavor, they were so meaty. And for a steakhouse, the seafood was amazingly fresh. We decided to get two different kinds of steak. We got a ribeye and a filet and tried them differently, cooked differently with a little bit of a different topping, both amazing. We were lucky enough to sample some of the sides as well as order some sides. And I think that cream corn was it was heavenly and it had some texture it had some crumbs in it absolutely beautiful and the dessert as well some donuts like a beignet with sauces absolutely amazing the entire meal and one thing the chef did say is it was an experience and it absolutely was it was an amazing dinner yeah we had a great time here in cleveland again also check out our cleveland's top attractions episode please join us next week in the meantime there are two stages in life you're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip whatever stage you're in please join us next week See you next week and enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at travelbrigade.com.